Welcome back to episode 130 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. On this week's episode, we're going to get you caught up for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the making of Ghost Rider as we chat to Anne Foley, costume designer, and Sabrina Arnold, the visual effects producer. We start off with Anne as she talks designing for Robbie. Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy. I am uh, still at the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set, but today I'm bringing back to the podcast again, Anne Foley. Hey there. Hi. So you've, uh, for those at home who do not know, uh, Anne Foley is a costume designer, uh, now season four. Yep. Um, We've actually had the opportunity to have you on a bunch of our panels, um, the Black Widow tour, but we actually haven't sit down and like talk to you since season one. I know it's been a while. So, and you've done some pretty phenomenal stuff in the last few years, <laughs> including this uh, new ghostwriter. Yeah, we've had some fun stuff pop up in the last couple of seasons, for sure. So, I, what I really want to sort of, for those who um, haven't watched any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you should definitely go watch it, but Ghostwriter is a new introduction, a new character to mm-hmm. season four. Um, he is uh, the slightly different variation of what you may have seen previously, um, but he's he's interesting and different and his jacket yeah. is phenomenal it's great i mean our robbie reyes our ghost writer um is the felipe smith and tradmore version and he's so he's such a great character and i really love how the eps brought him to life on the show and we've done a lot of nods to the comics especially the jacket that was right out of the comic books and josh shaw who's our creative director at marvel did the original concept design on the jacket for me, and um, and then we just had to have it made, um, and then we aged it here in the department to give it that lived-in kind of feeling, and you know it was great. And then as far as the rest of his stuff went, it was really just about trying to stay true to who this character was. This was a kid from the streets, you know, from East LA, and I just wanted to make it feel believable. And so he did that, just, you know, with the Levi's and the Vans. And I really loved how he turned out. I will say that one of the, the magic of what you bring to the show is the subtle, the subtlety of the costumes. Like, yeah. you know, it's you, you want the superheroes to look like they are, would be on the street right. if you saw them, like, tomorrow. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of the show. It's based um, more in a realistic reality than, um, you know, too fantastical uh you know and our superhero costumes for lack of a better word are supposed to feel tactical in nature like our show and i would say that that's even done um on some of the costumes in the marvel and in the mcu they're supposed to feel tactical they're supposed to um you know feel like they're part of a group and that's what i wanted you know our costumes to be like i've always said that when i'm designing Mockingbird when I was designing Quake um, or even Agent May it's like they should be able to go and fight with the Avengers and look like they fit in with these guys this is all they're all part of the same organization so I want there to be that feeling of continuity amongst the characters and um, 
you know, and I think that we've kind of achieved that. Yeah, and you've definitely, what I think is also great about is that, you know, the the costumes they can wear, like the Ghost Rider jacket, you just go hang out on the street like that, normal. Totally. It's a totally easy costume to cosplay to, by the way. So So many people have done that, by the way. Oh, they have, and I've loved every single photo that I've gotten on social media, so keep them coming. And I know that Gabriel is over the moon about them as well, and he'll retweet, as will I, and um, so will Felipe. Felipe is really great, and he loves seeing every single one of these people um, cosplaying the jacket. Whether I've seen just simple versions of a black windbreaker with gaffer's tape, and it's great. You know, it's like I love seeing people being creative, and you know, even if it's something simple like that, it's still fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually was running the the Disney half marathon this weekend, the Avengers half marathon, and there was a ghostwriter there. Nice. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw somebody uh, sent me a Daisy Johnson quake. There was a quake. Yeah. Who ran? Yeah. No, she told me she In her showed tax me. Profit. She did. I was like, wow, my hats off to you, girl. You go. Yeah, I was like, uh, gauntlets I'm, and all, man. I'm going she- to run in my running gear, <laughs> and I'm just—I don't understand how they do it. But props to them because yeah. they look amazing, and they're what—and it's—and it's one of those moments where you're like not quite expecting to see someone like that. Like obviously, it's not a convention floor, but then you go and you're like, oh, that's right. Like, yeah, the love is there, yeah. and it's it's there. Well, there's something about these characters that the people, you know, the fans are relating to, and um, and it means a lot to me to see somebody doing their take and cosplaying any of the characters and um you know it's it's really kind of indescribable that feeling of seeing something that you designed and something you created on on fans of the show and you definitely give back to the fans not only are you responding to them when they're asking you like where did this jacket come from and like where'd that necklace come from well yeah and i mean so which leads me right into one of the things that Elizabeth and I are doing this season, which is we're posting her outfit every Tuesday on Instagram. And I'm sort of breaking it down, you know, what she's wearing. And if there's something specific, you know, what the thought process was behind the design. And the fans seem to be really loving it. Um, And I'm having a blast with it, too. And but yeah, it's uh, I love you know, talking to the fans of the show on social media. We have amazing fans, and they are very thoughtful about the show, and they really appreciate what goes into creating these characters, and they catch everything, and I love that. All the little Easter eggs that I'll throw in there, they catch them, and I love that. And that's that's one of the reasons that I do it. I mean, even in um, this last episode when we saw we saw the backstory for Robbie Reyes. I had actually gone back to the comic and in comic number one, he was wearing a green t-shirt. So I put Robbie in a green t-shirt, you know, for the flashbacks in this past episode. You couldn't really see it because of the way that it was color timed. It kind of went a little bit on the gray side, but just for everyone out there to know, yeah, it was a green t-shirt. Well then, and I will say one of the the great things about that's interesting that about sort of costuming for TV is that not only are you costuming superheroes but you're costuming normal clothes. Yeah, and and I think that that's a, a thing for Simmons for Elizabeth Hentrich's character, the subtlety of mm-hmm. which because she's never really like in a superhero costume. Like, no, it's either like a sweater or a, or, or some something like that, and each one of those pieces you you choose particularly for what they mean. Right. Well, I mean, I've actually said in the past that doing the regular clothes is kind of harder than superhero stuff. 
um, especially when you're you know trying to create an arc over several seasons and one of the things that I'm the proudest of on the show is what we've done with Fitz and Simmons and when you see who they were in the pilot versus who they are now and you watch the arc through their clothes you watch the character development through their costume and you you still recognize them you know from the kids that they were season one but you've seen them just grow and that's been a blast that's been really that's been really fun so and I feel like that's something that most people can relate to because yeah. even if we look back on what we've been wearing over time absolutely our costume our costumes our outfits match change. match who we are yeah they change as you grow as a person and that's what we've tried to do with everybody on the show whether it's Fitz and Simmons I mean Daisy has had a huge you know arc as well and even Clark you know he went from the suits to being you know the badass civilian look that is really amazing on him and then we reintroduce the suits back this season so we're kind of doing both and it just depends on you know where the script takes us because you know at the end of the day it's right there on the page and we have amazing writers on the show and i've been really lucky in having such a great working relationship with all of them especially with marissa and um you know we sort of like talk it out and we work it out and I always ask them about backstory, you know, so what is this person thinking, you know, what, what's in their head about it, and so that, you know, we can go in there and really create a fun character. So let's break down a little bit of your process. So you get a script, yeah. and you need to either, you know, um, Simmons needs a new outfit or something. What's your process? Well, we get the script, and then um, I break it down, I make my notes, then we go into a concept meeting. Um, where we basically, with the whole, every department head in there, we break it down again, talk about specific beats, and then I have my own, you know, costume meeting with the writer of the episode, the director of the episode, and then uh, one of the EPs. And that's where we start delving into the characters and, you know, what we think it should be. Um, for example, last season when we went into the Inhuman nightclub um, and Fitz and Simmons were going undercover, so, you know, we talked about that. So what is Simmons' idea of dressing up and going to a nightclub? And, um, and you know, and I talked to Elizabeth about it, too. Because at the end of the day, these are, you know, this is her character. And it's a collaboration. It really is between all parties. So that's what we, you know, we talked it out. And it's like little, you know, sexy hot dress didn't make any sense. But, you know, the leather pants and that great red jacket, and uh, which was a nice pop of color, and the jeweled, you know, blouse, you know, it, it was perfect. And with Ian, uh, it wasn't a suit, but it was a sport coat and slacks, which is what he does all the time, but we just took it up a notch. And, um, and it was really, it was a lot of fun. And um, so that's, um, you know, that's kind of how we, how we do it over here. <laughs> Well, and I will say that you guys get this done in an eight-day filming schedule, yeah. which I am always amazed at. Yeah, sometimes I have a little more of a heads up, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so for those at home who aren't following you, where can they find you on Twitter? AFoley24 on Twitter and Ann.Foley on Instagram. So if you guys have any questions about things that, you know, what you saw in the most recent episode or in a previous episode, holler at her. She'll definitely answer your questions. And, yeah. and, and I'm on Tumblr, too. 
Oh, you have all the social medias. Uh, I'm, I'm all over them, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll have you again yeah. at a future group panel at a Comic-Con. Yeah, would love that. Okay, we'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. Next up, we chat special effects fire with Sabrina. Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, and I'm in a different section of the S.H.I.E.L.D. set. I'm in uh, the post-production world, and I am uh, talking to Sabrina Arnold, who is the VFX producer on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hello, everybody. Glad so, to be here. Yeah, I'm, we're, we've actually talked to you before, and we talked a little bit about um, a uh, specific episode in season three, mm-hmm. and also sort of what your day-to-day is, but... This year, you've got a really exciting new character that you had to make come to life, the Ghost Rider. That's true, Ghost Rider. He's, first of all, working with Gabriel Luna has been a complete pleasure. He's, he's an amazing actor, um, and he collaborated with us um, on, on the, the motion and um, the character itself. So that was, that was a blast to kind of work with him and help, help it develop. And, and uh, let's start at the beginning for that. How, how we uh, found out about Ghost Rider was this summer. We knew it was coming. Um, so we started development with speaking with Marvel about what their direction was, about it being Robbie Reyes um, um, instead of Johnny Blaze this time. And so we went kind of with that and thought about what we wanted to do with the character working with Mark Kolpak, our visual effects supervisor, who had the entire summer to really, you know, kind of think about it and what he wanted to do to go in line with the comic as well as bring something new to it. Um, and so he helped develop the skull for it, and that went through the approval process. Everybody seemed to love it, as well as starting to uh, do a digital double for Gabriel once he was cast, um, because we use that whenever we have big scenes for him. It, it helps us track him, do match moving for the actor, so we get his movement down properly, um, and are able to put the skull on with the with the fire and the flames and, and all that loveliness, um, as well as how do you develop that? How do you go from... Um, a guy uh, in a scene who's changing into a skull and fire and how do you make that look cool and in a budget and, and time scale that we have on television. Um, and I'm pretty proud of what we've developed. I think it came out really well, but it took us it took us a while to kind of go through it and develop the steps and, and how to get there. Um, as, as they did um, in the feature as well, they put a... They put a um, an LED mask on on him. And, and what that does is there's two things that does for us. One is it helps us track the the um, the actor's motion. And it also gives you light um, because when his fl- his skull is on fire, you have light, interactive light that's going to be on his shoulders and on his chest. And you can't fake that. You can't add that afterwards. You're always going to know. So having some sort of a contraption around his head that, that – um, projects that light onto his shoulders and his chest as he moves adds to the reality once we put that CG skull on there with the fire and the particles and, and everything as well as um, his his um, his motion and his animation for his expressions um, it, it, it all brings it to life 
Um, that's one of the things we did with him. Other than than the um, the LED mask, we put tracking markers on his face because when he's doing a scene with another actor and he starts to get upset and he starts to change into Ghost Rider and focus on that character in, within him, he um, he doesn't have the LED mask on. He just has um, tracking markers on his face. We put little dots on his face so we can track every movement of his cheek, his lips, his eyes. We can um, track that, and it's called match moving. So we can replace it with the skull, and it and it follows his movement um, as well. Um, one of the things you'll notice, in, in uh, and Mark is pretty proud of this that that it's it's something uh, you probably saw if you saw Deadpool, and the character really was wearing a mask and he had blacked out eyes. So how do you get? It's one of the challenges we had. The same as Deadpool. How do you? emote expression how do you show emotion with someone who's who's a skull who's just fire so one of the things that we did is the eye orbits they they squash and stretch and move and that helps develop he can grimace and his eyes move he can be surprised and his eyes open more um different things like that help help the character remote help get what gabriel luna in his body language and his performance is trying to get across across as well in the skull um so those are a couple of the other things that we did to bring him alive and what I think is really amazing is you guys come together with sort of practical stunts with real fire. Correct. So what is what is that process? That's always fun. That's one of the things that is one of my favorite when you shoot water, fire, because those are the two hardest things in visual effects you can you can work on, because there's always something about it to make it look real is really difficult. Um, you need time and money, and that's always the challenge of working in in television is is crunch time. Uh, for us on on network television, um, so we shot elements. Actually, uh, we thought about it. Uh, Mark Kolpak, our visual effects supervisor, came up with a list of elements he thought would be useful, and then we thought about it for a little while and refined it. And we actually did a shoot with um, our special um, effects team here on the show, Gary D'Amico and his team. Uh, we had a day where we just kind of set things on fire. He came up with different contraptions, like for example, when you see. In the opening um, episode, 401, you see the the hell charger and you see the tires on fire. So we actually had him make a tire when we put that on fire. So that's not always CG. That's We can use that as well in different angles. And we shot it at different angles so you have the different perspectives. Because real is real on that. Um, with the blower and we shot several different things and elements that we could potentially use um, to, to, to incorporate with CG fire as well. That sounds like a lot of fun. Just a day where you set things on fire. It's a blast. Oh Absolutely God. love it. Favorite part of my job is why I do this. Is just setting things up on fire. Setting things on fire, blowing things up. Those are always the fun things to do. I definitely remember uh, years ago watching the behind the scenes on Lord of the Rings and how they were talking about fire mm -hmm. and how it was something that like uh, was actually really hard to do and I never thought about that before. And so now every time I look at the elements, you know, water and fire, and I'm always like, oh, I wonder how they did that. Like, that looks so real. The challenge with fire is, is if you look at a fireplace or you look at a flame, it's multiple colors. And the hotter it is, the difference in the color, it goes more white. So getting that down, it, it, it's a challenge because you can go more magenta and then it doesn't quite look real. You pull it back, you go more yellow. Does it look real? So it, it's finding that balance to make a flame flicker and change in temperature and color and, and temperatures related to color when it comes to something like fire. And and getting that down is is, is always the challenge because then you have different sets of tastes 
um, on different movies where you've seen fire, like you, you were talking about Lord of the Rings or one of the other movies. They, they chose to do fire that had a, a bit of a different look to it in, in the second movie. Um, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, they did that. And that was a that was a creative decision on their part. We went in, um, and this show, we decided to go for f- more photo real fire. Um, and hopefully we've accomplished that. We're pretty proud of it. it he looks amazing. Oh, great. Thank Watching you. Watching him change is like, wow. We went for that. We went for the painful. We went for what would really happen if your skin and your muscles burned off. You know, that kind of an idea. We try to be as realistic to that. You know, if you start to heat up, we thought of it as he starts to heat up. This demon starts to come out, right? It's what's happening internally inside. He's heating up because of where he's from and, you know, uh, from the devil. And so we thought, well, gosh, what would his skin really look like? And so they went for it. They just, you know, we're 10 p.m. now. So we thought, let's just go for it and see what everybody says and if they like it. And they seem to really love it. Yeah. And I will say, like, in Comic-Con, when we announced that it was Ghost Rider and, like, the flame, the skull came out of the logo, I was like, and I had chills. I was like, that's so amazing. I'm so it was it was just an exciting moment because it's something like now we're almost at your fourth anniversary on the show. It's true. It's Season four. You know, we've we've seen all of these characters do, you know, grow and all the interesting VFX that you guys have been able to pull off year mm-hmm. after year. It's kind of amazing. I love it. I mean, we have a new challenge each year. That's one of the things I love about working on this show and working on a show that's involved with Marvel is the, the intense background that you um, that you get working with Marvel. And, and you just ask questions, and they have all this background in history that you can pull from. Um, examples from the comic book, examples from different features they've done um, of ways we tie in. And that's another fun thing is that we tie into the features as well, which is really fun. And no one really knows about it until it's almost time, that sort of thing. But it's it's always been fun a different challenge with the inhumans with with doing the bus and the zephyr and the different quinjets um and then we get ghost rider and he is just he he's a blast and hopefully um we'll get much more of that sort of thing so changing gears a little bit so i just found out that you do talks for children for stem and steam that's amazing um, I've worked with an organization called Space Horizons since uh, last year, and I've spoken at different um, schools around the area. I'm going to do another one here really soon. But it helps um, students, especially young girls, um, in schools that don't really have after-school programs and shows them that, you know what, look at these cool careers you can do if, if you just put a little effort into your math and your, and your, and your different, you know, your reading, your writing, your arithmetic, and, and your science. And I know those classes may not be the most interesting to you, but spending a little bit of time on it, look, look what you can do, um, things that they may um, want as a career, and it helps inspire them and give them that extra, you know, oomph to get that stuff done. I will say that's the one thing I wish I had growing up. I mean, I was obviously privileged. I went to a private school mm-hmm. um, in Michigan, and but no one ever was like, these are, they were just general careers. Like, mm-hmm. you never, you know, no one ever went and said, you can do this with science, or you can do this with math. That may not necessarily be... Uh, uh, something that you think that's what th- that is and it, it, you know it's really a great time for that especially here in Los Angeles we benefit from that I wish I had had that going to college and someone that came to my school and talked about it I went to a performing arts high school as well and we had some people come but it wasn't visual effects I mean uh, date myself back to the 90s but um, we didn't really have that there was there was a production class I went to if you've heard of the show fame that's the sort of high school I went to they had video production they had theater dance art but visual effects was not a part of that at that time 
Um, so having someone like that come to your school, come to, you know, your high school, your elementary school, your college, and just talk about the career, it's it's amazing that, that I can give back, and, and, and I try whenever I can. When people ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'll absolutely come and talk to your class. If I can fit in my schedule, I am, I'm okay with doing that. I love it. Yeah, and I think that that's why I do this podcast mm-hmm. week after week. You know, we're um, almost at 125 episodes. Awesome. Yeah, we uh, will be in our two-and-a-half-year anniversary, and, like, I want young girls and young boys at home who are listening to this to know that there are so many ways for you can you, you can work at Marvel if that's your dream. You don't Absolutely. necessarily need to be a comic writer or an actor. Mm-hmm. You, you can, can be an accountant. Yeah, you be a lawyer. Yeah. You can be HR. You can... Uh, you can also run and get people's coffee at the beginning of your level, and then by the end of it, be executive producer. You it, never that's know. That's right. You start as an intern or a PA, and you work your way up, and you find that dream job. You never know what it's going to be. I did not start in this industry to work in visual effects. I started because I wanted to be an editor. And then I got into visual effects, and I'm like, what is this? This is amazing. And it just drew me in and took over my heart, and I've been there ever since. Yeah, well, we love what you've been doing on the show so far. Thank you. If uh, you guys should go back and rewatch all of uh, Pod 1 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so you guys can see all the magical Ghost Rider uh, special effects that's been happening. And we'll thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. We'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. Thanks again to Anne and Sabrina for joining us on the podcast. Get caught up to Season 4 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at abc.com or by purchasing a season pass on iTunes. Plus, make sure to tune in to the new episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. LMD on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on ABC. We'll be back next week with Margaret Stoll. We'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>